Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in, you know, I don't do this every week, but I would love if you went over, left a review, left a comment. I listened to all of those. Um, you know, give me some topics sent, sent over to, to Steve at teachups.com. What kind of topics do you want to hear? Um, but before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, I've tried them all and this is, uh, not only, not only how innovative are, but you know, the workouts and, and what, what, what I love about Dr. Dish is they give back to the community. If you, if you follow them on the face on Facebook, if you follow them on Twitter, they're always giving back to the basketball community. And you mentioned coach unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources, it's handouts, it's videos, it's one-on-one calls, it's office hours. It's a coach. It's a, it's a, it's a resource run by a coach for a coach. It's not not an ex-coach, not someone that's been let go, not someone that's um, coaching part-time. This is what I do, um, and Teach Hoops helps me keep the bills on. It helps me put up these podcasts, 13 podcasts a week. Teach Hoops helps me uh, be able to do that, and, and it's a roadmap for you to be successful, and let me help you in this great journey that we call coaching. But let's head off to the podcast. Oh no, that's I'm gonna record it in case you, you want to, want this back at some point. Um, no, I won't be a joke. I I, I love doing this. All right. Um, how, how are you? How was your season? I know I contacted you when you were kind of middle of Vegas. Uh, it was good. We, we I think we won. I think we won twelve of our last fourteen or something. We were playing really well after Christmas. We had a whole Christmas fiasco where, even though the remember when the Southwest flights got all canceled. Sure. So I was in I was in uh, Midway with my team. <laughs> so we got we ended up getting a bus and taking a bus all the way to Florida and back. Um, oh wow. So yeah, so it, it, we lost all three games when we were down there, but um it was a good turning point for my team, I think. It was uh I don't know if I'd do it again, but <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It was uh it was uh yeah, it was good. So then we played really well after that and yeah. Well, good, good, good. Yeah, it was good, good season. Okay, well, I'm gonna. I, I need to pick your brain here for a little okay. bit because. Um, okay, so I'm from Canada, British Columbia, Vancouver. Okay. Um, oh, that's God's so, country. That's God's country up there. Okay. Yeah, it can be. It can be. Uh, 
I think uh, I think the the scene up here for the basketball world's getting better, but it's definitely nowhere near what you guys have down there. Okay, uh, both in infrastructure and talent. Um, so I've been with a school, a high school boys program now for about uh, six years. Um, okay. They operate a little bit differently. It's um, European. It's European. Like they go play club. Or they, uh, they very much so. Yeah. yeah. So that, but that's that scene has really kind of started uh, probably about four years ago. That's when it really started to ramp up. Um, now kids are playing ball 12, 12 months out of the year. It's very much a club scene. The, the the problem we're encountering as coaches when they come into the school is that the the club teams don't really teach. It's it's all it's all dribble drive individual. No, there's no fundamental development. So you get a group of 12, 13 kids in the gym and you're, you're scratching your head being like, well, do we, the debate is, do you adopt what they've learned at club and just adopt that offense and that style of play and, and incorporate that into your program? Or do you sit there and try and be the guys who, who fight the machine? Yeah. Welcome Uh, to, welcome to the U S world. So I got lots of answers for this. So how long is your season? Okay. So we, uh, it varies. Typically, at the senior level, these guys start uh, beginning of December. Uh, they'll start getting together in kind okay. of October, September. But yep. the season doesn't start until beginning of December. Uh, and then it runs, I think they roughly play about 30 games until the end of February. Ooh, so and that's then, pretty short then. That's pretty very, short. Okay. This is not, this is not, like I said, it's not what you guys have. And are, the, are they being pulled away during your season or are they kind of left alone? No. Okay. No, no, club club does a pretty good job at, at at kind of sticking to the the off season, um. But we um, yeah. So the juniors start a, a month earlier. We we kind of our season starts uh, November, runs to end of February, and again, it's it's probably about 30, 40 games all in. Yeah, and club and, and club doesn't go in the fall. Uh, no, 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 it does not. No, okay. So it's like it's like a it's like summer it's like the AAU. circuit down here it's like AAU down here okay yeah so it's exactly like that so yeah. <laughs> trust me from someone that's seen the progression of nothing to kind of to really now like my guys yeah. are off all all my guys are off playing AAU now they're like all yeah. like yeah. I don't I see them in the hall and they come say hi and but they're just <laughs> off doing their thing um, yeah do you have any time in the summer that's set away for you uh, that's a great question we're Okay, so we're it's frowned upon and not really uh, allowed. So the schools have now adopted kind of these. Um, it, the summer, not really. The answer to the question is no, not really. Um, we 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 allow the kids to come in in the morning and take a basketball class um, that starts kind of end of August and that runs all year. So typically, players on the team or or players kind of trying to get into the the program will come to the class and attend and start being part of the run. Um, and, and the coaches that are at the school um, will will kind of run and work on things during the mornings. Uh, but no, we don't. We don't really. So have June, July, and August, you don't see them. Nope. That's at all club. That's so all club. That's- so you can't like open the gym up. You can't no. let them come in and work. They're all gone. Yeah. No. That's. That's and that's a, a location thing. That's a it's it's in it's a BC basketball thing. Yeah. So they don't uh, because all these are high school sports. They don't allow the teachers for an insurance reason to open up the building because then there has there, there's three different unions at the school level. So the principals, vice principals, the teachers, and then the custodians. 
and and each union has different rules about what representative needs to be there okay and what okay it sounds like i'm i'm like looking in a mirror okay what about um what about um you running an aau team uh we we have kind of like you can you start your own aau program and then play for you well we okay so this kind of getting to the bread and butter of things um we we actually have a really good basketball program in vancouver and i say good in quotes okay so um we are our teams have made the provincials probably for the last 10 years running and the provincials is kind of like your state tournament there right right um and, and and we do the guy the guy who's running the program and the guy coming up behind him um, are very involved with a club team as well in BC. That's that's probably I think the first or the second best club team in in the province and in, in Canada for that matter. Okay. Um, so we they do have a lot of work with the guys that they run at the club level, but again, it's not these guys solely. The club team also has assistant coaches and everything else that are trying to run their own systems. Right. So although although these guys are part of our high school scene, it's tough to carry on with the with a club ball because. And, and how many is, different high schools are we dealing with that are go feed into this? Is it just you guys, or is it like? Oh, geez, no. It's I mean, when it comes to club, you got the Lower Mainland. So what is there? Four hundred and twenty. 420 schools in the okay. lower mainland that can participate. Okay. Okay. So this, this sounds very familiar. So um, the only difference between you and us is I get my guys in June ish. Like I okay. can do camps. I can do some workouts. And again, it depends on which state you're in in the U S. So usually there's some summer contact, um, which I use more for bonding than anything, to be honest with you. Um, Cause it's summer and they're playing AU and um so going back to your original question, um, uh, so are these kids getting recruited or are they just playing for fun or? Well, I think all the kids are trying to, they're trying to get looks. Like we had um, our our center on our senior team, what, two years ago was now at Oregon State. Um, uh, we had a guy the year before that head down to Lehigh. So he's there now. Um, a lot That's of guys cool. in the lower mainland now are starting to kind of leave down south to places. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're a dominant programs, but okay. anytime you get a Canadian kid going down to play, I think it's a victory that they they feel very special about. They feel good. Yeah, it's, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, yeah. all right. So here's what here's my theory with this. Okay, that I get my guys from November to March end of February, early March. So I get a middle November to the, to the end of February, early March, depending on how far we go late March. If we go far, that's when I get my guys, I get to do what I need to do with them. I consider the rest of the year, individual skill work, work on your stuff. Like that's selfish time. And then when we come back together, we're going to be this unit. that's representing our school and blah, 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 blah. Cause their AU teams or their summer their travel teams are probably team guys from all over the area on one team. So that's what I I sell the this is this is playing with your friends. This is a unique thing in life. When you're 27 years old, you won't be doing this. There's very few times you get to do something with your friends and represent your school, represent it. So that's myself. And then right now it's like skill work. It's like you become better. Find the right AAU team, work on your skills. I can help you 
with that. Like, here's your, here's a workout, here's some weight training, here's nutrition. I mean, I can help you. I just can't coach them per se during the season, but here's the, here's the stuff you need. Um, and then when they come, then it's interesting. It's like making, I always tell people like making a basketball team's like making soup <laughs> and everyone does it a little, like I might put more onions and you might put more carrots, but the soup might still taste good at the end. So you have to do, once you get them together, my first three weeks are getting them literally on, on, on the ship, getting them on the train. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's what we're going to run. Here's the skills I'm going to help you with. Um, so we can win basketball games. Cause that's the objective is to win, you know, um, cause the more we win, the more they get looked at. So yeah. if dribble dive doesn't work, then that's fine. That, that What I tell them is you're just adding more to your bucket of skill sets. So great. You played eight, you played dribble drive there. Maybe we're going to do read and react here. We're going to do five out here. We're going to do some zoom at whatever we're going to do. Yeah. That's still going to make you a better player. Cause now you have more things in your bucket. Um, yeah. So I think that's, I mean, personally, that's what I think. Uh, how here's the question I have for you. Can they defend when they probably not? Can they defend at you, all? You know what? Actually, not at the beginning of the season, but I think, see, here's here's me and the coach that run. We're, we're running the junior squads. Okay. Um, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I reached out to you. Um, one of the reasons I follow you is not just because you're a statistician and I'm a huge math nerd as well, um, but I, I I am fully in the camp where my competitiveness does take over. And, and I believe that I am probably not as skilled as a coach uh, than many others in the league, but I am sick in competitiveness and I will spend hours, hours I, sitting in front of a TV, watching you play, watching your mannerisms, how you coach, what you run, how you run it. I'll right, because it's team. all about patterns, especially at that level. If you figure out Absolutely. the patterns, I'm going to take you out of your pattern. Absolutely. Like, and that's one what of Connecticut that, did last night. That's what they did last night. That's right. And, and, and one of the things that you mentioned in, in your podcast when I first initially found you was at, at this level, it, it really is about making your opponents as uncomfortable to what they are accustomed at running more so than it is about having 10 guys that are extremely talented at execution. Yeah, now, it's zigging when you're zagging. It's like, I got to do right. something. Because I don't have, if now, if I was, if, if I'm Hurley and I got these guys for 12 months, I can make them something. I don't right. have, I have them for four months. And the other eight months, they're doing their thing. So I got to figure right. out, you know, would I like to play man-to-man all the time? Sure. <laughs> but right. we can't because... Right. We're not good enough. At, I mean, we're good, but we're not great. So I got to change up and I got to do this. And a little bit like Iowa women, like that's how they right. got to the final. They were yeah. playing a triangle and two. When's the last time you saw a triangle and two? <laughs> but it's because they couldn't match up. They couldn't match yeah. up. So they had yeah. to zig and zag. I mean, they got the best one of arguably the best player in the college basketball, but they also have to play five people and everyone has to participate. So um, that's where I have. To be honest with you, that's where I have some issues too with like, I got to teach, I got to teach help side. I got to teach, you know, like how we close all those skill sets. I don't have time to do 45 minutes of small sided games and let them, no. I just don't have time in the, if right. I had them all year, man, I would be doing all that stuff, but right. I, I got to make sure they know how to run the two out of bounds plays so we can get the ball in or our press right. break or that's what. 
with all the gurus, it's like they want us to do all. I'd love to do that too, but you and I can empathize in the sense that we don't have time. We got to figure, I mean, right. I'm going to get pressed next week. And if we don't have a decent press break and I don't spend 20 minutes on it, we're going to get, we're not going to get the ball past half court. <laughs> well, that, that brings me to why I kind of reached out. So this year, the team that we, we played, the team that won the provincials four times and we lost each and every time uh, they played a, a confusing uh, full court press okay. man press that on occasion, and it was sporadic and I could never pinpoint what or how they would change it up, but they would go from, they would show full court man, the ball would be inbounded and it would become one of three things. It would either become full court man. It would come, it would become a two, two, one, or it would come as a full court shadow into half court. And then they would play a half court two, two, one. And so it, was, it, wasn't, it was inside of the court. It wasn't. No, no, we tested it. We tested that a couple of times and it cost us quite dearly. But the, the problem we had is we didn't have a true guard first and foremost. So finding, finding somebody with the hands to either dribble through that first pressure or to skip past it at that level was impossible for us. Right. Uh, late in the season, we just decided to go. We, we decided to basically part of our game plan was to kind of shove it down their throats. But when that didn't work, we developed, well, we, we turned to the diamond in one where we just told two of our forwards and the guy who's our guard, you're going to walk this ball up. They're going to have to commit to one side or another. And if they overcommit, pass it to the center or get swing it to the other side and run up the court. Right. And that seemed to work a little bit. Now where we got jammed up on that is when they turned it into half court press because they would let us walk up to half court and then all of a sudden our center is in the in the center and there are seven guys there just jamming up the space and we yeah, could yeah, never about, skip it over. It's a, and you can't skip. You got to give them three passing lanes too when you get it over. The issue too is like you probably you probably were initially turning it over because you dribbled too much is my guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you then you walk it up and you pass it up which is what I always tell young teams especially. Don't dribble. Like I don't literally right. don't dribble at all. Um, right. And then once you get it over, they make that one pass to the right or left side over half court. Now you got an extra defender because you have the half court line. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, my, my question to you is, again, I don't know how you address that. And 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 because we had no – this, I, there had to have been some form of call, whether it was on the court, because it definitely wasn't coming from the coach, which is the most peculiar thing in the world. Like – the team that we're, I'm speaking to actually ended up winning the provincials, but nobody, nobody could come up with a plan to really run the ball against them. And that was their biggest weakness. Their defense on in transition was atrocious. So if you were lucky enough to exploit that, it, it's just score. that it wouldn't be a full game. You couldn't do it for a full game. Right, because they're going to score and then they're going to set up their thing. Right. Was it the type of shot they took? Um. I don't, I don't think so because like that would be, so the ways I've make miss is the obvious one. You've already checked that side. side I I think any, anytime, anytime, anytime we came in from the baseline, it was a different look regardless of how they scored the ball. Was there a pattern to that? Did you map that out? 
No, we didn't. We didn't map that out. So maybe that was it. It was, it was I'll, one, I'll, two, I'll three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I've done that before. Like we're going to do this, this possession, next possession, we'll do this, next possession, we'll do this. I just find just that such it. a difficult thing to live on, to live and breathe on with the kids that age. I mean, it takes one kid losing the rhythm. It does, sure. but you got, if you rep it enough, make miss type of shot. I mean, it can't be too complicated. Right. Probably not hand calls because they probably couldn't handle that. Um, right. But going so back to how you break that half court thing, I think yeah. you've got to overload a side and you got to move every if they if they pass it just over half court, everyone comes to the ball. And what I tell my guys, and you've heard me say this in my podcast, we want no live ball turnovers. Right. I'll, I'll take right. a five second call. Like we practice okay. that because my guess is you turn it over, they score. Right. Absolutely. That's all. And so what I sell my guys is we just don't want a live ball turnover. If you get it over half court and you don't have it, I tell them football, tuck it, and we'll just get back and play defense. Because half the time they're going to follow you, half the time they're going to double you, half the time they won't call a five second, you know, whatever. But I said, you're coming out if you do a live ball turnover. I said, that's it. Okay. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you eat the ball, you're not coming out. I'm leaving you in. Okay. We'll go back and play defense because then they got it. Because statistically, good the good offenses score like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9 against a fixed defense. Right. No, that's the hardest thing to score against. Most people score in transition. They score on turnovers. They score things like that, and that's like one point one, one point two. So I'm, I always sell my guys. I say we'll just get back and play D. That's fine. We'll, we'll just stop that way. We're not giving them two points. We're going to make them earn it. So, um, and then I would just try to, I would, I mean, I can draw a couple things up, but I would overload. I would literally overload the side. If, if okay. Do you has- have anything that you could send me? Because like the overload that we were using, it was, it was the, the way we overload our half court allows kind of their, 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 so send me, so draw, here's what, here's what we'll do. Cause I got some press breaks, but half court, I don't have as much. Send me what, draw up what you did okay. send it to me. And then I'll, I'll, I'll like, Ooh, I would do this and I'll send it back. Okay. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, Cause that, that interests me too. Cause this and more from me trapping other people, I'm more intrigued on the team. Than, well, I, you couldn't it, get the read. We're we're actually pretty close with the the coach there. I, when I say close, I mean nobody in the league really is buddy buddy. But uh, the we were happy to see the guy take the team there. He had a couple of players there that were are going to be really good. Um, they're they're very talented kids. I'm excited to see them grow up. But um, I I can't tell you. We we've talked to so many coaches about how are they addressing this, how are they doing it, how nobody really understood. And and Steve, I'm not joking you. If you watch if you watch any game that they have online this is the game. Like, this is it. Like they, they weren't tall. They had no bigs. They had, they had very few players that could shoot from the perimeter. And you so have, if you had you, a couple, you, what do you do? You tape your games? Uh, not really up here. They, they have a couple because they're a private school. And so they, they, they have the infrastructure to tape a few games here and there. Uh, I sent you a link of one of them. Um, I'll see if I can find something else. But it was yeah, so send me that link again. When you send me the thing, send me the link again. I'll send it off to my assistants too, and we'll see if we can come up with the this will be a good off season homework for us. See if we can figure out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, I I will do so. Yeah, it was just it was just peculiar. And so like I, I I we we ended up scratching our heads and we decided like this upcoming year, because we lost a really talented uh we had a pair of really talented bigs 
our, our next year, we're not going to have that privilege. Right. So we're, we're, we're really debating next year of whether we do the pressure scene and we implement the press and we jump at the screens. If you're, and we small, start... if you're small, you almost have to. Right, exactly. You almost and have so, to. But we, in order to do that game, right, we also have to be able to implement and break these kind of peculiar presses. Yeah. And and if we can simplify it to one that can be modified for uh, a different Was that different your situation. biggest obstacle was pressure, getting pressed? Oh, it was 100. percent Yeah, not having a, a not having an appropriate guard uh, that could handle the dribbling. It, it was the biggest weakness. Like the the scouting report on us was they're very talented, press them because they haven't resolved. So 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 every every day for two months. That's all you, you should. That's spend all 20... we saw. That's all we saw. But like you but, were... but your practice should be that. It was. It, it, like, it, it, it ended up like, in the new year. It ended up turning into that. And we, and we definitely developed and we definitely got better. But for like, we could draw something up that would address a team when they pressed us because it was fundamental. It was the same thing in and out. It was meat and potatoes. Right. Against this team, it was three different things that were sporadic that one thing would never be able to fix all three. And that's where you got to try to put them in those situations in practice. Where you throw right. an extra defender out, you go. You can only dribble it once. You give them obstacles so they don't freak out. Because the problem is, I've seen enough of these kind of teams. If they freak out, like Holy they do, crap. what are they doing? Yeah. Oh, it's panic. If you take the panic out, then that's ninety-five percent of it. It really is. It's like so. Build in obstacles. That's what your offseason. How can I build practice where there's obstacles and there's games, and then play them as games, okay. like. Okay, you know, you get four defense gets four stops, they win. Well, whatever, you can be more creative than I can, but build those obstacles and build them in game like things so they like to do them and then have a winner or a loser. That's how you that I mean, and then okay. that, that progression in two or three weeks, you'll see it will be crazy good. <laughs> okay, okay, I like that idea. And then, I, and then I would also going back to your initial question about development, I would, I would start. I would map out the first couple of weeks of practice, what you kind of want to do. Right. Um, and then I would start, you know, what are the, what are the key components? Cause you probably know who's coming back next year. Yes. What's our superpower and what's our kryptonite. That's what I'm doing to my team right now. Like, right. like I know who's coming. I know we're going to be really good at this and we are going to be horrible at this. So this is the th stuff I got to work on. So the key to coaching is hiding those kryptonite things. Right. And and accentuating the you know the positives like so if you shoot threes you want to shoot a lot more threes and you don't if you're a horrible transition defense that's what we just got to pound everything is transition defense or whatever it is um, right so that's what I would start thinking about because then once class starts and practice starts those are the discussions you're having in you know post practice or pre practice or you know before you know maybe you're doing something before. That's what you're talking to the guys about. So that's right. it's the that's where the mental part comes in. It's like maybe we're a horrible three point shooting team. Well, we're going to work on it. We're going to get better. Blah, blah blah blah. So by the end of the season, we're a good good three point shooting team kind of thing. Right. Um, okay. Okay. But, yeah, I like that. I really like that. Okay. Yeah. So that's what but, I do in the off season. Like I'll spend until June. I mean, I was just talking. You know, we were, what was I looking at? We were looking at the Merrimack zone, where it's kind of a different kind of zone. So we're kind of tweaking that. We're looking at our offense and what kind of sets can we do, and can we run? You know, what kind of ball are we going to run? Ball screen. What are we going to do? And 
you know, we'll I'll, we'll bounce this back and forth for two months because it's like, okay. well, that might work, that might not work, that might work. Um, what, what? Out of curiosity, what's your preferred? Uh, what's your preferred full court man press break? Like, what? What do you like running? I know I, on your YouTube channel you have one that's very attractive to me. I can't remember. I think it's called yep, sideline. Yeah, I would run sideline every time because if you notice okay. in the NCAA, both women's and men's, Caitlin's Kate, like Caitlin for Iowa, yes. she's throwing the ball in. You want your yeah. best player throwing the ball in. Right, they're okay. virtually impossible to guard if they can get the ball in. Okay. Because of the type of cuts. So if it's a man press, no one man press. You can't man press. Sideline. You'll get you'll get the ball to your best ball handler or sideline every time and they can't do anything. Okay. Um, it's more of the zone stuff. So I always like like again, your best ball handler throwing it in because then you're they're gonna be able to cut. Um they're gonna be able to cut and be able to get it in the, in that specific angle. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And what what about what about against just like a two two one two two one? Yeah. So I I always go opposites. Okay. And so you we go. and yep. And then we we work on so the first week of practice when we're getting pressed, we work on no dribbling. I don't let them dribble till half court. There's no dribbling because what it's going to force them to do is cuts. Because the first thing they want to do out of the womb is dribble the ball. Right. <laughs> so I got to break that habit, and it's like when they're pressuring us, we're not going to. So those diagonal cuts, because the kids don't want to get beat deep, and the diagonal cuts are the key. Right. So there's a there's I, I did a video maybe even ten years ago on press breaks and it's in T troops. But if you go watch it, I talk about those diagonal cuts, and then we talk about this is the geometry former geometry teacher that you, whenever you get the ball, there should always be three passing lanes. Right. Right, and it's across middle side. So right. guys should be cutting to that. And it will be horrible for a week. But when they can't dribble and you teach the cutting, it, 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 that's the key. Because, okay, that, I mean, any press can be broken if you cut. Now, the whole half-court thing is a whole different – that's a whole different issue. Right. You don't have this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think this year we, we definitely – we're picking up a, a – uh, the distribution of talent it, it pushes the bell curve much wider, but – the deviation from center is is a little tighter okay. um but we we definitely uh, you we you def and i are the only two people that know what that meant but go ahead <laughs> uh sorry yeah but i i think um i think our issues are going to come more from from uh, penetration which concerns me right so i think we do have to kind of turn into uh end-to-end uh, -end running team but if we encounter some press we really you have mean to defending you mean defending the ball you defend yes. them yes yeah that's where you got your your two things. Guard the yard. That's what right. I tell my guys. Guard the yard. You got to yeah. guard a yard in each direction. Guard the yard, guard the yard, guard the yard. They get beat. You should not get beat. Now, when it does happen, you got to know your friend's going to be there to help you. Okay. You know, so, but you got to guard the yard. They can't get around you. So that, that was one of our problems early the, this last season is we were just getting beat off the dribble. And it's like, okay because the, the game has changed where you've got to close out on those three pointers. Yes. So all of a sudden you close out and then that gives gaps and space, but that's where, that's where your friends got to help you basically. Right. Uh, to get okay. into that space. So that's what we, we talk about guarding the yard all the time. And then that's where it's an individual game. Like that's the difference between a D in, 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 in the U S Ever seen a D three, D two, and D one player? Is can you guard the guy you're defending? Right. Okay. That's the difference. There are D three players that if they could guard the ball, they'd be playing D one, but they can't guard the ball. 
You, right. you, I got to stop you. Right. Like, I got to keep you in front of me. Okay. And, and if you can't, then that's, 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 that, that's a big differentiator, I think, for, for players. Cause a lot of kids yeah. can score, a lot of kids can shoot. You got to be able to defend the ball. Like, keep, like, okay. watch all the NCAAs. It's like, the, there's no one out there that can't defend the ball. Right. Right. That's fair. Yeah. You know, if you're 6'11, it's different. You're not defend. you're defending the ball in the post. You're not defending the ball out top. But, um, right. So that, and that's got to be true. That, that is one place I drill the crud out of it, too. Okay. I okay. really do. Cause it's like two on two, three on, that's where small side games is great. Cause it's right. like two on two, three on three. You got to keep them in front. We play. And then that's where I put, that's where I put the obstacles in front. Like you get two dribbles each time you get it. You get you only play this half of the court. We're gonna play in this box, right. and, and that works because that teaches okay. they like it because they're playing games. But it also teaches them how to contain. Um, right, they got you got to contain. You really do. Um, Steve, gotta, you, you've been a huge help. I appreciate. You. Give me some tidbits here. That's gonna get me back into the uh, get back to the drawing board a little bit. I might reach out to you a little bit later on in the year. Yeah, anytime, anytime, anytime. anytime. I, I really appreciate this. This yep. is this is unreal. Okay, so um, you're gonna here's your homework. You're gonna send me um, what were the you half sending? court. The you're half, gonna send the me the half court. court thing drawn up. Yeah, but then I'll send it back and we'll play with it a little bit, and then um. If you can find that team again or send that link again so I can look okay. at it. Um, yeah, I will. I, I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll, that. I'll, 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 I'll send that off to my coaches. They're smarter than me sometimes. Let's see if they figure it out. <laughs> okay, that, any insight would be extremely helpful. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks again. Yeah, Have a good yeah. night. Bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.